What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Chargers podcast. On today's show, we're going to go over the inside-outside linebackers. We're going to touch on the interior of the defensive line and the stars uh, of the defense, the defensive ends. So I'm here, uh, as always, with Daniel Wade and John Kegley. We built our podcast, Chargers Domination Live, uh, from the ground up. Uh, we've been doing it for a couple of years. We write for one of San Diego's biggest blogs, uh, SanDiegoSportsDomination.com, and uh, that is how we got our foot in the door with Locked On. So, uh, John, Daniel, we are only a few days away from the first game of the NFL season for the Chargers. They're going to be taking on the Arizona Cardinals, and we're, we're going to touch on them on another show, but to get into the position groups, let's go ahead and jump into the linebackers. So, Daniel, obviously we know who the starter at inside linebacker is, and that's uh, Denzel Perriman. Yeah, Denzel Perriman, as long as he is healthy, has proven that he is one of the best true middle Mike linebackers in the league. And, I mean, the team just looked totally different with him on it after he returned from injury last year. And even though they finished, I mean, with some of the worst marks in the NFL in run defense, you saw a noticeable difference with him on the field when he wasn't injured. Denzel Perryman, I mean, we don't really even need to talk about him because he's the the clear starter here. The backup is where this gets interesting. I definitely thought that Dewan Hines was going to be in the talk for the backup linebacker spot, especially since Nick DeZubner doesn't really play middle linebacker he's really just a special teams guy and doesn't bring you any value so I, I, I was thinking that but the first unofficial depth chart has Dewan Hines behind Jatavis Brown and Kazir White at outside linebacker so it doesn't at least for right now it looks like he's trying to play one of those positions instead middle linebacker guys it feels a little scary to me John that you have Denzel Perriman who plays great when he's on the field. But then you have Hayes Pollard, who obviously had his struggles last year. And then Nick DeZubner after that. I know it's three guys you've had at least since last season, but it's a little scary that that's the depth we've had, that one, we're one injury away from having to play Hayes Pollard extensive minutes on the field. One injury away is an understatement. If Perryman goes down, we're going to have a Hayes Pollard linebacker that – it looks like he's lost in the field. When it comes to pass coverage, he looks like he's lost. When it comes to stopping the run, he looks like he's lost. And then you have a guy who's basically just a kickoff guy and the Zoomer, who's probably not even going to make any stops on defense but might get hurt like he did last time he played a little bit of linebacker in preseason. It's not looking very promising there. But as you brought up, Hines is probably the guy that could take that spot after a few preseason games. After they see what he's got, they could say, let's move this guy here, and then maybe Pillard could be that third-string guy or maybe even get cut, as our friend David Drogemeyer here would love to see. You're absolutely right. I'd love nothing more to never see Hayes Pillard in the Chargers uniform again because he's awful. Another guy that has to worry about his roster spot, which you guys mentioned, is Nick DeZubner. I think he's skated by the last couple of seasons, guys. I think he's been able to just be a special teamer, but now that the talent level on this team has increased, he's no longer going to be able to skate by with just his special teams laurels, Daniel. 
I feel a little bit sorry for Nick DeZuner, but I think he's gotten a chance at least the last few years in the preseason at least to get on the field as a middle linebacker and show what he can do. He just doesn't seem like he has what it takes to be a starting NFL linebacker or even a backup at that point. If he has to be your starter for any significant amount of time, you're in trouble. He just hasn't been able to do it. And I think you're right, David, when you have to start making these cuts – I just, I mean, even a guy like Kyle Emanuel, who we'll get to later, at least he has starting experience. At least he showed he can play, even if it's not at a great level. Nick DeZubner is not bringing you anything on the field as a linebacker. So I think his time on the roster could be limited. And I think, guys, the Chargers probably should have gone out and found somebody else because the Oakland Raiders ended up bringing back Navarro Bowman who played some snaps with them last year and actually wasn't terrible. He doesn't have what he once had, but I'd feel a lot better if Navarro Bowman was Denzel Perryman's backup than Hayes Pollard and Nick DeZubner, who we know can't play. Yeah, I think that wraps up uh, inside linebackers. Obviously, we know they are very thin, but that's why there's opportunity for yet another undrafted free agent to make the team with the Chargers. So to the outside linebackers, at will, you got Jatavis Brown, you got the rookie Kaiser White, and then, of course, the undrafted free agent, Dewan Hines. So, in training camp, guys, Jatavis Brown seems to be running around with the first team a lot. And reports that I have read and, and videos that I've seen have showed and told me that Jatavis Brown's flying around and uh, looks like he's taking the bull by the horns. That's what got him noticed to begin with when he was – just a fifth-round pick coming out of Akron, and no one really knew what to expect from him at this level because he played in such a small school back then. But it's good to see that. I think still Kazir White probably fits more of the bill as a thumping, hard-hitting guy that's going to come in off the edge and bring somebody down in space. But it's good to see, guys, because, I mean, Jatavis Brown played at nearly an all-pro level two years ago as a rookie fifth round pick and I, you just want to see him get back to that and it just at some point right it looked like he just wasn't a fit in Gus Bradley's defense which is why you saw a lot of Corey Toomer last year even though we know that Jatavis Brown is the better player I hope he can rekindle some of what he had two years ago because his starting spot is definitely I wouldn't say up for grabs but Kazir White is not the guy you want to have coming up behind you for any spot, just with his raw athleticism and instincts, you guys. Yeah, I would agree with about Kazir White. If I'm an opposing team playing the Chargers, I am going to run it down the Chargers' throat knowing how bad their run defense was last year. And in my opinion, Jatavius Brown isn't that run-stopping linebacker. He's that linebacker that can help more in the passing game. Kazir White is that linebacker that will help in the pass in the running game and will hit your running back in the mouth as many times as he needs to. And in my opinion, I think Kazir White should get that starting position by the end of the year. But if Jatavius Brown is taking the bull by the horns, as David said, that better be that he's stopping the run. I think that maybe, guys, you'll see just some sort of specialized thing with both of them getting playing time. And, I mean, I think there will be a starter, but I think you could see Kazir White coming in on obvious running downs and see him be a difference maker. And I could see Jatavis Brown coming in 
for more notable passing downs to be out there in pass coverage. I mean, Kazir White played some safety, so he he can cover. It's not what he's known for the most, but he's just a harder hitter than Jatavis Brown, but he still brings some of the speed that Jatavis Brown does. So he's just a, a different package kind of player, but I'm more interested in the other outside linebacker spot, David. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a, a big focus there. Uh, it's Sam, I think there's a huge battle there with Uchenna Nwosu and, and Kyle Emanuel. I think Kyle Emanuel is fighting for his, his roster spot, and I think Uchenna Nwosu is coming in hot. I mean, kid's got a lot of talent. He can provide some pass rush, which Kyle Emanuel has been unable to do uh, as a fifth-round pick himself. Uh, he just he came in out of college with a lot more pass rushing chops than he has shown in his professional career. So Shannon uh, Wilson has legit pass rushing chops. He can go out there and get it done, as well as be a little bit bigger and more physically uh, imposing. Yeah, and I don't know if he's going to come into the league being a better run stopper than Kyle Emanuel, which, I mean, if you ask people, that's supposed to be you know part of his specialty. But I really think that's just because he hasn't been getting any sacks, honestly, for the most part. I mean, the guy had one and a half sacks last season, so that puts his career total under five sacks, I'm pretty sure, in the three seasons that he's been a part of the Chargers. And I just don't think you can have that kind of production from a guy who's getting as many snaps on the defense as he is. We also know that he's a liability in pass coverage. And uh, and and Wosu is much more athletic than... the Chargers thought they were getting some pass rush when they got Kyle Emanuel from North Dakota State when he was leading their conference in sacks and putting up just ridiculous numbers, albeit at a smaller college. Look at how much second-round picks have played, you guys. I mean, let's just look back at it. The Chargers took Forrest Lamp last year. Obviously, that's not a great example because he didn't play, but he was going to be slotted in as a starter right away and was expected to play. Then you look at Hunter Henry, a guy that obviously plays all the time now and is, you know, expected big things from him. And you also have Denzel Perryman, another second-round pick, who was a guy who was getting playing time early. So I think, I mean, the Chargers showed you with what they did in the draft that they're planning on getting this guy on the field sooner rather than later, John. Absolutely. You brought up he only had 1.5 sacks in in Emmanuel. He has three sacks his whole career and one interception. The only thing he's done is make tackles, and he hasn't really done a great job at that either. He's had 36 tackles in one season as a career high, 58 combined when you add half tackles. Well, remember that one interception was like a, wasn't it that super fluky one where he ended up like catching it between his legs? That one interception was his first career game opening day against the Lions when the Chargers were down 21-3 and came back to win, and the ball was tipped in the air, and he dove, and he caught it in his legs. You are correct. But those numbers are not spectacular numbers for either a run stopper or a pass defender. He's literally just a guy with a roster spot, and as you guys said, that roster spot is up for grabs. Not his starting position up for grabs. His roster spot is up for grabs. Nawasu can literally step up and take that spot easily. And the Chargers were big on Nawasu. Before the draft, they were visiting USC and really watching this guy. They wanted him. They even told him if he is there in the second round, they are taking him. 
So I would not be surprised if he took the first spot and kicked Emmanuel off the roster. All right, guys. Well, we don't have to tell you how much we enjoy actually going to the game with being people like John, going with guys like Sean with Five North Bowl and still making it up to the games even when they're in Los Angeles. And John, I mean, has starved himself to go to games, so that shows you how much we love to actually be in the game. But it's always better to be in the action. And the Chargers' first preseason game is this weekend, and their next, uh, their first home preseason game is next weekend, and you can go to the game. And when you go to the game, get your ticket with Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats offers great prices for all NFL games, including the preseason. And now, since you guys listen to our podcast, you can save even more because you can get 10% off your first purchase by using our promo code LOCKEDON. That's one word, promo code LOCKEDON. The offer is good until the end of August, and all Vivid Seats are backed by 100% guarantee, so you know you're not going to be left out in the cold and you don't have to deal with any sketchy places to get your tickets. Everyone likes to tailgate and go to the game with all your friends. Make a party out of it and get your tickets from Vivid Seats. Get down to the game, and we'll hope to see you down there. Moving on to probably the most important position group in my mind on the defense, uh, that is the interior of the defensive line. I think they did not perform at a level that they needed to perform at last year, and uh, they need to step it up. I think they're a huge reason why we, the Chargers, not we, the Chargers gave up the most yards per carry in the league. So, your starters, Brandon Meebane, the suspended Corey Legit. You'd love to have Corey Legit, a guy that the Chargers invested a lot of money into, has underperformed. I think we can all agree, Daniel. That just puts a lot of pressure on Brandon Meebane to play better than I think he's capable of, and even more on the backups like Justin Jones and Damian Square, Daniel. Yeah, and that just, it, it really throws an interesting wrinkle into this whole equation because when the Chargers didn't cut Corey Legit, you kind of just assumed, all right, well, I guess he's staying. He's going to get to start again. And, I mean, just like Kyle Emanuel, I mean, he had less than two sacks last year. He had one or one and a half sacks last year and basically a full season of production and getting snaps on the field. I just don't think that Corey Legit provides you with any upside. So I'm actually a little bit – you don't want to say you're glad somebody gets suspended, but Corey Legit hasn't been a good player for a few years now. And I know people say he does things that don't show up on the stat sheet, but when you watch the game, you can see him become a non-factor as the game goes on. He's not a big playmaker. He's okay in the run defense, but obviously isn't is also a bigger part of the problem when you have the worst run defense in the NFL. And you guys, when we're talking about giving up the most runs, it's not even just the most yards per carry. It's the second most yards per game. It's the most yards of, most runs of 20-plus yards allowed, the most runs of 40 yards-plus allowed. I think it, part of it's going to get cured by just the overall speed of this defense and the speed that was added to it. And obviously bring the parts back that you had before and not losing out big on big free agents. You know, you lost Chris McCain. Jeremiah Tauchu isn't in the picture anymore. But 
I mean, you still have a lot of the guys on defense that have made your defense elite last year, even with the lack of run defense. But on the interior, I, I, I'm really looking guys at Darius Phylon really making a big difference this year. He got more playing time last year, had four and a half sacks, and just showed that he really kind of belonged on this team. And I think with him getting some of those Corey Legit snaps, I think it gives him more time to develop and a bigger chance to blossom with Brandon Meebane and him going at it at the same time. And John, I think that you know there's a pretty big injury to talk about here uh, with the backup defensive lineman, and unfortunately that has to do with the third-round pick, Justin Jones, out of NC State. What can you tell us about that? A.K.A. John's yeah. favorite player. Yeah, Daniel likes to call him my favorite player. But before I tell you his injury, I'm going to tell you this. This is coming from me. He has had a pretty good training camp from what I'm hearing so far. But he had an ankle injury yesterday, and they were supposed to take x-rays. I didn't hear any news on what the x-rays showed yet, but as of right now, all I know is he had an ankle injury. But I, I expect Darius Pylon to take that starting role over Corey Legit and Justin Jones, depending on what that ankle injury is. Could be that second-string guy, but... I need to hear what the, exactly the ankle injury was first. I think Go we got to pump the brakes on it. And we got to wait until all the details are uncovered. And as soon as they are, we'll make sure and update you guys. I think this is an area, Daniel, on the roster that, that there's another chance for an undrafted free agent to possibly make the team. So a couple of guys that are kind of fighting for that is Bijan Jackson and Steven Richardson. So, uh, I think that the depth at defensive line at the defensive line, especially on the interior, is very weak. So I think those two guys might be able to get their way onto this fifty-three uh, man roster. And I think what sh- you know lends credence to that, David, is the fact that a lot of the guys that are coming back on the interior of this defensive line were part of the problem last year. I mean, if you especially when you take Justin Jones out of the picture when you're talking about his injury, even though his spot is more than likely safe on this team. I you just a lot of these guys, I mean, whether it's Brandon Meebane or Damian Square or whoever it is, Corey Legia obviously too, these guys were all part of the problem. So I think I mean, you want one of these guys to bring something different and it really explode onto the scene because you kinda know what you have with those other guys, David. And even though these guys are I mean lesser-known guys, we're going to have to see what they do in the game, but I think this position, it's it's going to be, I mean, a good chance to make the roster, I guess, comparatively, but at the same time, guys, they know they're getting Corey Legia back after four weeks, and especially if they have Justin Jones, it's not like they can just leave him off the roster, even if he goes in a little unhealthy. So that means you have two guys down right there that you have to keep roster spots open for unless – you want to put them on the physically unable to play list and keep them out at least six weeks in the season. So this one's going to be really tricky, you guys, to keep to see who they're going to keep. I mean, I think at the end of the day, they're probably just going to keep the same guys they've been rolling out there for the last few years, and that should scare you to some extent because I don't know if we can just expect this group to all of a sudden take a step and become much better. With Corey Legit's situation, if – if he was to get hurt in camp, would you put him on the physically unable to perform list just for the sake of not wanting to see him play? 
All right, guys. Who likes going to the gym? I mean, I know I see some some meatheads out there that love to go to the gym and just want to post a selfie on Instagram every other day. But that's just not me. I mean, I think anyone would really choose if they could go to the gym and have be around a bunch of sweaty strangers. If they could just have the gym at their house, I think everyone would prefer that. Nordic Track. Nordic Track has a series of training equipment to give you amazing workouts in the convenience of your own home. They have treadmills, exercise bikes, incline trainers, strength trainers, and other different pieces of equipment that can help you get full quality workouts at your house without leaving your dog behind. You can join high energy streamed workouts any time of the day without stepping out the door. Join streamed workouts in both studios and exotic destinations around the world. Right now, since you're listening to the Locked On Chargers podcast, we have a special offer for you. Locked On listeners get $75 off your first Nordic Track purchase by visiting nordictrack.com slash locked on. N-O-R-D-I-C-T-R-A-C-K dot com slash locked on. Use your promo code locked on during checkout to save $75 off your purchase. So from a position group that scares us to a position group that scares everyone else in the NFL, let's jump into the defensive ends. And the Chargers have, like I said, some very scary ones. Obviously, that's headlined by the man, Joey Bosa. And then, of course, we can't discount the freak, Super Melvin, as people like to call him, Melvin Ingram. Obviously, I think it's universally known that around the league that the Chargers have two of the best pass rushers in the league. No, David, they have the best duo in the league of pass rushers. There's no team that is putting in the same kind of all-around two defensive ends than the Chargers have. I think second place is probably Calais Campbell and Yannick Ngakwe in Jacksonville. But besides that, I mean, the Chargers have two super athletes, two freaks of nature basically getting after the quarterback. And one of our superhumans is actually hurt right now, guys, and that's Joey Bosa, one of the last players on this team that you want to see any news report come out about because at this time, I mean, unless he's opening a school, a news report about Joey Bosa is not going to be a good thing. And that's what we saw this week, guys, when he had to leave practice due to a foot injury. All right, let that sink in. Joey Bosa left practice. Anyways, thank God for Adam Schefter because he came out later on that day and said that he had sources who were reporting that the injury is not serious, and it's really nothing to worry about. So, do I feel better about it? I mean, a little bit, but guys, I think that's, I mean, the, the last player on defense, hands down, that you can afford to lose, especially this early in the season, John. Absolutely, but I think this is a reality check for everybody, including the fans, the players. Everyone's coming into this thinking this team's about to go undefeated or 13-3, Gonna make Super Bowl, but we're having injury after injury, and I think it's getting to the players' heads a little bit. And I think they got to start taking care of themselves a little bit more between practices because we're, we're seeing a lot of injuries already. And when Joey Bosa gets injured, that makes your heart stop. That is the highest-rated Charger on the NFL Top 100. 
considerably the best charger on the roster. And when he, he got a minor little ankle injury, but if that could have been something big, what would we be saying right now about our defense that we've been saying is going to be the top in the league? Yeah, it's a, it's a nightmare you don't even want to consider. Thankfully, uh, reports came out saying that we shouldn't worry about it, but I think we're all going to worry about it until we see him back on the practice field, which poses an interesting question, Daniel. With the injury and just his status as an elite player, should we expect to see very much of Joey Bosa play in the preseason? No, I think, honestly, David, that he's shut down for the entire preseason. I think a scare like this, especially with your best defensive player and your best and biggest upcoming superstar, uh, you can't take any chances. I mean, it's like Phillip Rivers. If he was to sprain his thumb during one of these practices, you could go ahead and say goodbye to him playing in any of these preseason games. Obviously, one's a 15-year veteran, but the impact to your team remains the same. And I, I think right now, especially when you have, I mean, guys like Patrick Afriye, Albert Havili, Whitney Richardson, who we saw a little bit last year, when you have those guys on the bottom of the roster that really need the time more than him anyways, and then you have the backups, Isaac Rochelle and Chris Landrum, who are trying to see which one of them is going to be the next Chris McCain. I, I think that, I mean, you don't need Joey Bosa to play. He's the type of guy, I mean, you saw what he did his rookie season. He missed six games came into his first NFL game and had two sacks against the Raiders. So it's a guy that's a plug-and-play. He doesn't need this extra preseason nonsense to be what he is on the field. So I, I doubt that we see him again. I feel you hit it on the head, Wade, and you brought up we need to find the next Chris McCain on this roster. First of all, Joey Boza and Melvin Ingram should play a snap in this preseason. We know what they're capable of. We don't need extra injuries. Melvin Ingram has had an injury before in his career, even though he's been healthy the past two years and has been great. Joey Bosa had an injury scare. Don't need to risk it. We need to find out who that next guy up is. And between Isaac Rochelle and Chris Landrum, it's got to be one of those two that's your next Chris McCain. But you never know with a guy like Whitney Richardson who could probably surprise you. I've, I've heard some stuff that he could literally be a guy that comes out of nowhere like he did in college and can surprise anybody and everybody and take your spot. A guy I want to be watching a lot in the preseason is Isaac Rochelle. He uh, lost some weight. Uh, they say that he's faster, he's quicker. Uh, he's getting to the quarterback a little bit better. So I'm hoping to see that matriculate into preseason games. I want to see that play out on the field. If that does play out, then that just adds another – unheralded weapon to a very dangerous defense. Yeah, and I think, I mean, at that point, you're just adding, I mean, onto your riches because you already have more of a, a pass-rushing threat with Uchenna and Wosu, maybe even Kazir White. We know Derwin James is going to be close to the line of scrimmage and maybe blitzing at times. Desmond King had four sacks last year. I mean, you're just not going to know where it's coming from, especially if Isaac Rochelle could get in there. I mean... You talk about a NASCAR package. I mean, if that guy can prove himself, you let him in there play defensive tackle on third and long. I mean, it's going to be a nightmare for any team to play against. And I think that's what you want because, I mean, you don't want Brandon Meebane out there in obvious passing situations. So it, it's, we're going to have to see these guys. I, I could see right now easily a, a lineup of Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram, Darius Phylon with his four and a half sacks last year, 
and then Isaac Rochelle as your four down linemen on passing downs. I mean, that's, that's a scary thought, you guys. Obviously, one of the deeper parts of the Chargers roster, I think they did a good job addressing and keeping up with, I mean, having guys ready to take the place of the guys that left. An upgrade in depth uh, is the mark of a good football team. So hopefully we can see that play out through the preseason. So that's going to wrap things up for this show. Make sure and check us out on Twitter at LockdownLAC. Interact with us. Shoot us questions. We'll answer them on the show. Uh, We're more than happy to interact with you. And always subscribe to us on anywhere that you listen to your podcast, whether it be iTunes, Podbean, SoundCloud, etc. Wherever you want to get your fix. Uh, Let us know how you like the show. We are always open to feedback. So for Daniel Wade, John Kegley, I'm David Drogemeyer. And we'll catch you next time.